Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE NXT episode 555 and NXT UK episode 87, broadcast on April 1st and 2nd, 2020. Um, before I get into these, I wanted to mention a couple of other things that I uh, watched uh, recently um, that I recommend checking out. Um, I, well, I'm, I, I watched two seasons of Dr Dragon Ball Super in the last couple of days, um, and I, I am enjoying it. There's some stories I had no idea were happening on the show uh, because they're not in the manga at all. Um, more, uh, specifically there's the, uh, story of, um, what's his name, uh, who's a delivery guy, um, a, a galactic delivery guy, and he goes to a planet delivering some, uh, s not smart water. It's, um, oh, what was they even called? It's like intelligent water. It's, it, it's water that then like absorbs everybody and becomes evil and all that um and then it becomes vegeta who goes there to save goten and trunks who've gone to who, who stowed away on the the delivery vehicle and then that 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 water steals vegeta's powers and his likeness and basically becomes vegeta and i and um i tweeted i had no idea that they that that this gujita storyline happens on the show because uh, it reminded me of Gooigi, 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 in uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, which is a copy of Luigi made out of goo. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Uh, the season three was mostly, um, oh, what was season three mostly? Or maybe it was mostly season four, but uh, a good part of it was the uh, tournament. Uh, between universes six and seven and i really really enjoyed that uh, so now i've just we, I, i'm kind of just biding my time until we get to the next tournament because those are I've, I've said time and time again the the tournaments are my favorite part of dragon ball and uh dragon ball super has a bunch of them so i really like that but right now they're in the midst of fighting goku black uh, with Trunks coming back from the future and all that stuff going on, um, which that stuff is in the manga. So I did know that this part was happening. So, um, yeah, go watch it. Dragon Ball Super. It's great. Um, and then uh, I also watched the first six episodes of this really great TV show, which I was avoiding for a little while, or I wasn't really... I wasn't really avoiding it. It's not that I didn't want to watch it, but I figured ah, I'm not really in the mood to watch that because of what I thought that this show is. The show's called Devs. It's on, it's, uh, originally airs on FX, and I think it's on Hulu before it's on TV, actually, or something. I'm confused by the dates that it has on the thing. But six episodes are available on Hulu right now. Uh, they come out one per week. Um, and right before I watched this, uh, Future Man, or whatever it's called, Future Future Man? The Future Boy. Or what? The the one starring the one guy from uh, uh, the, the, the Hunger Games movies. Anyway, um, that has nothing to do with devs. It kind of has something to do with devs. But 
it's not it it's not like part of a shared universe or anything like that it, but it's also on hulu it reminded me oh i didn't haven't watched season two yet season three starts pretty soon but anyway uh actually as i'm recording this i think i think season three has come out but uh devs it's six episodes right now there's gonna be eight total so there's just two more to go and it's uh written and directed by alex garland who you may know as the writer and director of Ex Machina, amazing film, and Annihilation, another amazing film. And this TV show, Devs, is also an amazing film. So I recommend it. I don't want to give anything away at all, but um, I would say before I started watching it, I just thought I, I knew nothing about it. Just from the name and seeing that Nick Offerman was in it, I thought, oh, this is probably like a, another tech company workplace comedy type of thing like silicon valley not that that's a bad thing at all um or mythic quest with which just came out on apple tv uh, about a month ago or so and i thought yeah i'm i i just watched mythic quest i don't even watch another one right away I'll, I'll hold off a little bit when i finally dived into it in the last couple of days um because i think i watched the first episode on on tuesday and I watched everything else on late Wednesday night. But it's um man, it's awesome. And I had no idea I, I didn't know who the writer and director was. I didn't know what the premise of the show was. I only knew the title and that Nick Offerman was in it and just assumed from there. And you know what they say about assuming is that you assume things when you do that. So um man, it's great. Go check it out. Like I said, I don't want to give anything away about uh, the show, but I would say it's a cross between um, the kind of show it is. It's, it's kind of like a cross between a halt and catch fire, uh, maybe a little bit of the Americans, and then a lot a bit of like a Westworld or person of interest. Be- by the way, Westworld has been awesome. Um, the Walking Dead has been awesome. I mentioned that in the comic book episodes that I recorded on Monday, I think. Um but Westworld's oh man, and I'm starting to think that Westworld is actually a sequel to Person of Interest. If you've seen Person of Interest, then you know how awesome that is. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, Devs is great. Watch it. Westworld has been great. Watch it, and um, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't finish watching Westworld season two until just a couple weeks ago, like a few days before the new season started. Um, but yeah, that's all my talk about all the other shows that I've watched so far this week. I've watched some other stuff too, but that's like the complete stuff that I've, I've watched. Maybe I have actually, I don't think I have watched any, any other stuff. It's all been, it was, that was like eight hours, eight and a half hours, nine hours of Dragon Ball over the last couple of days. And then a full, almost a full like five hours maybe of watching devs so far. So anyway, as on top of all the wrestling, of course. Um, so let's get to the wrestling. I want to talk about NXT UK first because I watched it most recently. I just fin- w- finished watching it a few minutes ago. And so I remember the most about it i wanted to talk about before i forget 
uh, especially for the 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 main event, which was like more than half of the sh- the episode anyway. But it was the battle royal, twenty man battle royal to determine who will be Walter's next opponent after Finn Balor, presumably. But what, I, who knows what's happening with any of that stuff? But um, this battle royal did happen, and it was pretty great. Um, of course, towards the beginning, when there's all twenty people in there. With all battle royals, it's just it's just a mess from that, like, uh, in those beginning parts. There'll, there'll be some highs here and there, some great moments. But before I get to talking about that in depth, uh, there were two other matches. We opened up with uh, Kaylee Ray and Ginny teaming up to take on Piper Niven and uh, Danny Luna. Oh, I think... It was, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. But uh, Kaylee Ray won the match uh, by pinning uh, Danny Luna. Um, and then up next we had Xia Li, or not Xia Li, oh my gosh. This is what I get for only writing their first name. Um, Zaya Brookside, I haven't said her name in a while, so just seeing Zaya just, like, also this week we had a match with Xia Li. But um, versus Amel. Uh, and Zaya won that match via the Broken Wings, I think is the name of that finisher, which is kind of like a, oh, what is it like? It's like a backstabber, like a, like a backbreaker, but with the, her legs fully extended kind of thing, sort of also a monkey flip, something like that, but it was, it was all right. I don't know if she's used that. I, I don't remember her using that before, but if. She may have, and I just don't remember very well because it's been a while since I've seen a Zaya Brookside match. Um, and they're they're talking about how the, it's been a while since she's uh, that she's been away for a while. Uh, so that um, that that was a good first half of the show. I like that it was uh, they balanced the twenty man royal battle royal with uh, two women's matches. So that was cool. Uh, so we had battle uh, the battle royal. Um, one of my favorite moments that I, I took note of, there are three parts that I took note of until the final four took place. Um, there's a, a, a spot where a kid like landed, he, he was thrown over the top and he landed on um, uh, Saxton Huxley, I think it is. And uh, so he, he gets him into a chokehold and then Huxley just, just collapses forward and is like on his on all fours, but uh, a kid still hasn't touched the ground, and so he like climbs his way up onto his back and then jumps back to the ring. That was pretty great. Um, we also had a nice uh, little showdown between Trent Seven and uh, Tyler Bate, where they were kind of playful about it, but they ended up just just going after each other, and uh, Trent Seven ended up getting eliminated at the at the. Uh, end of that little run-in and then uh right before that was this before that yeah i think this is before that um we had joseph connor's distract uh ridge holland uh by by going out there and grabbing his uh his night his nightstick in his hat i was like kind of making fun of him and uh, that got Holland distracted. He got eliminated at that point. Uh, so he got to, down to the final four. 
uh, all in each each in a corner. Uh, Joe Coffey, Tyler Bates, Ilya Dragunov, and Alexander Wolf. Unfortunately, I did see who had won the match, so I wasn't really surprised at this. Like through the the entire match, I wasn't really surprised by anything, but I did really enjoy it uh, nonetheless. Um, so uh, with these final four, we had Joe eliminated by Alexander Xander Wolf, and then Alexander Wolf was taken out by Ilya Dragunov, and then we get to the the meat of the match, this final showdown between Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate. And honestly, this match could have just been these two fighting each other, and it would have been... I would have liked it just maybe even would have liked it more because they would have had like five more minutes. Well, or they could have had the entire time that the entire battle Royal took took place. But um, yeah, that's sometimes the the trouble with like a 20 man battle Royal is like the first 10 people eliminated. They didn't actually really even need to be in, in there. And then if you have just a 10 person battle Royal, a lot of times you end up like, Oh, the first five people didn't even really need to be in there. So it, I think it really come. I think if given the option of like a okay twenty man battle royal versus ten man battle royal versus like a, a five man elimination match, um, with you know people eliminated by pinfall or submission and all that, I would take that five man match every single time because it's it's very likely it's going to be a lot more uh action-packed not not necessarily action-packed but the quality of the action will be higher i think than with a uh, a battle royal so um i i bring that up because i i think that this will probably be the last new battle royal that from any company that we see for a while now um and i mean it's it's probably not gonna be for forever but it's gonna be at least a couple of months i think um until we see another uh battle royal of any kind uh and and most likely it'll just be like a 10-man battle royal the next time we see one but um but what was what was i saying about that but you don't like like i said uh i i would rather see a five-man elimination match than a battle royal so like that that's not like a, a huge loss i don't think um to not have 20 guys just kind of randomly attacking each other and stuff i mean the the opening moment where cash was trying to trying to encourage everybody to attack the other two big guys that was really funny but um that you could still do that kind of thing with just five people in there be like hey let's attack attack this other person that sort of thing it still works, kind of. Um, but anyway, uh, we had this moment. That, this whole this whole part of the match with just these two was was awesome. Um, but we came down to uh, Tyler Bate was on the outside of the ring and almost eliminated. He was like flying over into the, the whole Shawn Michaels like hoists himself back up over the top in reverse. But as he's upside down, Ilya comes flying in with this European uppercut and is flings tyler bait off of the ropes onto the floor and dragonov wins so that was super awesome um and definitely like like i said i knew who was winning but i still really enjoyed the match although i didn't know specifically how the winning spot happened so if 
So now you have more, a lot more information than I had when I was watching it, but still, I think it's worth watching. Um, and then over on NXT episode 555. So the first hour of this, I gave somewhat of my attention. Um, I say like 90% of my attention. I think I was playing some animal crossing maybe, uh, to do my daily tasks or whatever. That game is kind of dumb, but anyway, um, (laughs) Uh yeah, I paid attention to the first half and luckily most of the sec most of the women's gauntlet match that I wanted to see happened before the hour break. Um but everything after it after that hour break I was only just had on in the background while I was watching Survivor. I did not go back to watch it um with my full attention, mostly because I the commentary team was Tom Phillips was great. Tom Phillips is great. Uh, but Sam Roberts was the other person on commentary and that was just a drag. Although I would say it's very funny when he made uh, one joke at the top of the show, he said something about Velveteen dream having found his headband at a wedding or something. And there was just, it was just dead silence after he said it for like five seconds. And then Tom just goes on to the next thing. Uh, that was really funny. Um, but uh, uh, Velveteen Dream versus uh, Bobby Fish in the opening match. Uh, some good stuff there. Uh, won by Velveteen Dream via the Dream v- Dream Valley Driver. Um, then we had a promo interview backstage. Uh, Malcolm Bivens uh, introducing his associates. They're not his friends. They're his associates. Um, Rinku and, and Sarov, I think, are their names. And he calls themselves Bivens Enterprises. At some point, I'd say at TakeOver Boston, we're going to see Bivens Enterprises versus the Robert Stone brand. Company versus company. Brand versus brand. Powerhouse versus powerhouse. (laughs) Or whatever. But in order to do that, Bivens Enterprises needs to recruit a woman to counteract Chelsea Green and... The Robert Stone brand needs to get back the outsiders or the insiders or the outlier outliers. That's what they're called. Um, of ready Mo and, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh crap. Forget he, even I can remember the name that I would probably remember his name as I don't, I definitely don't remember what his new name is, but the uh, Dan Matha, I don't remember what his new names. It's like it's like Dragonzord Mart Marvin or something. It's it's similar to Dan Matha, but like more absurd, like more like sci-fi made-up names. But um, anyway, speaking of weird sci-fi made-up things, uh, Dexter Loomis has returned. He appeared on. Uh, NXT TV like once or twice last year. Oh man, what is what is what is he supposed to be? I don't know. Whatever it is, I like it a lot. I and I, I think part of what I like about it is that we don't know what it is, and maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. But he's so weird, and I feel I he's one of these three things. I think is is either a robot like a like a android like a uh, like a Westworlds style um host 
who's very strong and just has no emotion or like a terminator maybe more like more so like a terminator um or he's an alien a human a a very human-like alien but from a world where emotions and uh extraneous movements are not a thing they're very uh oh that brings me back oh so devs no no never mind i don't want to talk about that i don't that would spoil a lot to say what i would want to think i want to say about that in relation to what i was just saying anyway um go watch devs uh so okay he's either a robot or an alien or a super super soldier from a scientific ex- experiment um more so like the winter soldier than captain america um as he's i i think is is for nefarious purposes and uh brainwashing was probably heavily involved if that is the case but um Anyway, so Dexter Lewis, he fights Jake Atlas, and I thought, oh, poor Jake Atlas. He's about to be killed by this robot alien super soldier. Um, he hit him with a slam, and they got into the headlock, and uh, Jake Atlas tapped out. So Dexter Lewis standing strong in front of his, his peers, which he has none. So it, it worked out. That worked out really well. Um then we had the uh, the six woman gauntlet to determine uh, who gets a second chance, or all of them are getting a second chance. But who? This is the second chance gauntlet to get into that ladder match, and that ladder match is determine who will fight the NXT Women's Champion later on. So it's a whole, it's a multi step process to get there. I'm fine with that. I've enjoyed all all these things that happen. So we have uh, Shotzi Blackheart enters first, and she fights Deanna Perazzo, and she wins via the senton and a pin. Then Shotzi fights Zia Lee. She defeats her via uh, submission. Then she fights Aaliyah, who, of course, of course, she fights her via submission. Um, oh, what did I... What the heck is this thing that I wrote down next to that? Oh, pin, pin roll arounds. Like at the beginning of their, 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 uh, their bout, um, they're kept reversing pins and then ended up rolling around the ring for a little bit. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then Shotzi, uh, defeated Caden Carter with a senton and pin, uh, like she did with Diana. And then she came to her last, the final challenger, Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai. I was rooting for Shotzi Blackheart. I was wearing my Shotzi shirt. Although before that, I accidentally put on my Dakota Kai shirt and thought, oh, I should change it because I want Shotzi to win. Uh, But it was the, the... the luck had already been given by which shirt I put on first because Dakota Kai won with a little, I think... Not really with the help of Raquel. I feel like it was more in spite of the the attempted help by Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, but Dakota Kai did get the win, and you know I'm I I was I was glad that this was the, these were the last two. These were the, I wanted one of the two of them to win, and uh, I was pretty satisfied with that. But. Um, yeah, she won via the Go to Kai, 
and uh, she will she will enter as the sixth member of that uh, ladder match. So we have Candice LeRae, um, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and who is the sixth person? And Chelsea Green, of course. Um, I think Chelsea Green and Dakota Kai stand the best chance of winning because they have uh, friends. They have associates. They have helpers outside of the ring um, that could be uh, real game changers. But that could also be a real big. They could also be really big distractions. Um, I think if they're they are game changers in a positive way, that either Robert Stone or Raquel Gonzalez are going to grab that contract from above the ring or whatever it is. It's probably it's probably a contract in a briefcase or or maybe it's on a clipboard. I, I don't know, but. Whatever it is, if it is something that they grab at the top of the ring, I think uh, either Robert Stone or Raquel will grab that on behalf of um, their associates, friends, colleagues. But we'll see. That's my prediction for next week. Uh, Since there's not a takeover, I won't be talking about full takeover predictions. Um, So that brings us to the next match was Kushida versus Joaquin Wilde. Uh, Kushida won via an arm bar that was like countered out with w- like he, he he did like this arm drag thing and that turned into an arm bar it was amazing um oh and he gives gives him a handshake afterwards but I totally missed this but it, I keep missing it every week maybe they're cutting it out for on sling or something I don't know but uh, Joaquin Wilde, outside in the parking lot, gets abducted by a couple of luchas. Just like Raul Mendoza was kidnapped a few weeks ago. What is going on? And I didn't even realize this. This was, this was after uh, uh, Raul Mendoza had faced Kushida as well. So are these guys associated with... Are they associates? Are they colleagues? Are they friends of Kushida? Is this all some type of, uh, well, I don't, I don't even know what, what to call it. Uh, is it, is it time travel related? Are they needed to be harvested for their life energy <laughs> or something? Uh, now that they've proven that they, they, they could fight well enough against Kushida, but not enough to be defeated. I don't know. And he seems to be good at sport. I think it's all, it, it, we're going to find out that Kushida is behind this, even though he's, he's, be a very 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 good sportsman and all that it'll be a some type of some type of a big reveal that he's been kidnapping them to like harvest harvest their life energy like i said a a whole uh um cure for wellness type situation go check out that movie it's i i won't say it's a i wouldn't say it's a good movie it's weird it's worth seeing i think if you like weird horror stuff go check out cure for wellness um okay uh dijakovic versus lee versus priest for the north american championship man this match was great this probably i i'd say this is the best match of the of this new no audience era that we've entered into for the time being um it was like I didn't I didn't really care that there were I didn't think about there being an audience or not. I only thought about it later on. 
um, as I was talking uh, uh, to Conrad about a couple of um, uh, of matches and the whole no no audience thing. Um, so I was telling you, you should check check out NXT UK because it's the last episode that of NXT UK that was filmed with an audience um, or filmed at all. And um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, so I like well. This is probably the best match so far. We'll see. We have WrestleMania this weekend and the second half of our NXT takeover over two weeks type of thing. So we'll, there's definitely potential for other matches to be as good as this one was. But um, some some highlights. Uh, there's this top rope spin kick by by uh, Damian Priest. Uh, to to Lee, who is like riding piggyback on Dominic's shoulders, that was crazy. Um, and then they work together. Damian and Dominic work together to uh, hit a choke slam on Keith Lee. Um, also, uh, Damian Priest hit a razor's edge uh, on Dijakovic. He threw him to the outside, but Keith Lee caught him like safe, like like not even like was hit by him safely. He caught him right out of the air, but as he is like setting him down, Damian Priest went for a big flip overhead kick type of thing, which is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the decision came down to, uh, Damien. Okay. So Damien Priest tried to use his nightstick, uh, but it wasn't effective because because uh, Keith Lee hit the spirit bomb and uh, got got the win. He's still the champion. So uh, yeah, great great match. Go check it out. Um, and uh, like I said, I think it's the best match we've had without uh, without the the, the audience present um, so far in this in this last month. Um, I think that's it. Uh, there's, oh, I did want to mention something about Dragon Ball Super. In one of the fights, Vegeta, so in the the the, the battle, the tournament between uh, Universe Six and Seven between Beerus and Champa, uh, Vegeta, he like hits this overhead kick, or he's he he goes for an overhead kick, like full on. Oh, who does that? Who does that? It's not. Because it was a, a overhead forward flip, not like the because uh, we got the Pele kick, and then like that uh, whatever else they call it that uh, AJ Styles and Finn Balor do. But no, it was a forward front flip kick. But he like it was a fake out because then with his other leg he kept kicked upward, so he's coming down with his foot forwards, spinning forwards. But while his other leg was tucked, but then he 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 pulled that leg away, and then the the other leg that was already down because he was spinning forwards, he kicked upwards with that leg, which is like physically impossible, obviously. But for a cartoon, it worked pretty well. It was, it was super effective, and I liked it. It's, it. It seemed very wrestling like. And then there was another like uh like head scissors throw takedown sort of thing that happened uh a few episodes later that i really liked um and it got me thinking i hope that there is at least one match that is just like a dragon ball fight that's a lot of like what what is he doing is he charging up 
I can't believe it. Unbelievable. That's impossible. That kind of thing. Like, <laughs> not even not just, not just trash talking, which we have seen already. But like, what movie is he getting ready for? All that kind of stuff. Anyhow, go watch Dragon Ball. Go watch uh, Devs and uh, check out NXT and NXT UK from this week. Um, I did not watch AEW this week. If you're wondering, because last week I talked about a little bit. I don't watch any of it this week except for like one clip that I saw of um, uh, Chris Jericho in a hot tub. That's literally the only thing that I watched from it this week. But um, it was it was it was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, let me know what you thought about these episodes by tweeting me at TIW podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen, stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW podcast. Bye.